Hey y'all, we're rerunning two episodes today, which means you might hear two hosts. Enjoy the show. Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson and it's October 14th. The trial of Mary Queen of Scots began on this day in 1586. So that's Mary Queen of Scots, also known as Mary Stuart, infamous for a series of ill-fated marriages and a really turbulent rule over Scotland and her rivalry with her cousin, Queen Elizabeth I. There was so much to this rivalry. There was political power, ongoing tensions between Scotland and England in general, and religion. Elizabeth was Protestant and Mary was Catholic. In 1565, the first of a series of events happened that led to Mary's downfall. She married her cousin, Henry Stuart, Earl of Darnley. This was just not a good match. And as she was considering how or whether she could get out of it, Darnley was strangled to death while trying to escape the house where he had been staying, which had blown up. Mary remarried James Hepburn, the fourth Earl of Bothwell, a few months later, after he had abducted her. He was also the lead suspect in the death of Lord Darnley, but was later acquitted. Then, in 1567, Mary's new husband was exiled and imprisoned, and he died the following year. Mary was forced to abdicate in favor of her son James, who was still a baby. She was held captive for a time, but fled to England, hoping to take refuge with her cousin Elizabeth in spite of their very long rivalry. Instead, though, Elizabeth imprisoned her in a series of English castles for more than 18 years. Then in 1586, Mary was implicated in the Babington Plot, which was named for its ringleader, Anthony Babington. This was a plot to free Mary from her imprisonment and to assassinate Elizabeth ciphered letters were being smuggled in and out of where Mary was being held, but these letters were intercepted and decoded. English authorities actually knew about this plot for a while before making any moves to arrest anyone because they had enough information to convict some of the co-conspirators, but they really wanted to make sure they had enough information to also convict Mary. They finally intercepted a letter from her that said, quote, When all is ready, the six gentlemen must be set to work, and you will provide that on their design being accomplished, I may be myself rescued from this place. This, of course, was read as her approval for this plot that was being hatched against the queen. Babington and 12 co-conspirators were captured, tried, and hanged, And then Mary was put on trial for two days. She was ultimately found guilty. During this trial, and even before, Mary argued that she was not a subject of Queen Elizabeth. She could not commit treason against a queen that she was not a subject of. She also argued that she just wasn't subject to English jurisdiction. She was the Queen of Scotland. She also said that the evidence that was being used against her had been forged. But none of this was to any avail. It did take Elizabeth months to sign the death warrant for her cousin Mary, but ultimately Mary was beheaded in the Great Hall of Fotheringay Castle on February 8th of 1587. Her son James did eventually become the King of England, though. He ascended to the throne after the death of Queen Elizabeth I. 
Thanks to Terry Harrison for her audio work on this podcast, and you can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else that you get your podcasts. And you can tune in tomorrow. I know we just had an execution, but we're going to have another execution. Welcome back. I'm your host, Eves, and you're tuned into This Day in History class, a show that takes history and squeezes it into bite-sized stories. The day was October 14, 1947. American test pilot Chuck Yeager piloted the first flight to go faster than the speed of sound in a Bell X-1 aircraft. By this point, attempts had already been made to break the so-called sound barrier. The UK's Ministry of Aviation wanted to develop an aircraft that could achieve supersonic flight. Motivated by secret intelligence of a German supersonic long-range bomber project, the British worked with Miles Aircraft to create the prototype M52, which was designed to go up to 1,000 miles per hour or 1,609 kilometers per hour in level flight. The M52 employed a lot of innovative technology in its airframe design and construction, jet engine, and flying controls. But the project was canceled before it could claim the supersonic record. A Mach number indicates the speed of something by comparing it to the speed of sound. Mach 1 is about 760 miles per hour at sea level. Since sound moves slower in cold air, the speed required to break the sound barrier decreases higher in the atmosphere. Other pilots, like George Schwartz Welch and Hans Guido Mutka, claim to have broken the sound barrier before Jaeger, but their claims are not officially recognized because the flights in question lacked adequate measuring equipment. The Bell X-1 was a joint project between the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, later known as NASA, and the U.S. Air Force. It was built by the Bell Aircraft Corporation. The U.S. and Bell Aircraft Company were given access to the research and design of the M-52, and they used that information to advance their project. The X-1 was a rocket plane, or an aircraft that uses a rocket engine for propulsion. It was originally called the XS-1, where the XS stood for Experimental Supersonic, but the S was dropped early in the program. The X-1 had a four-chamber rocket engine that produced 26,500 newtons of static thrust. Instead of taking off from the ground, it was dropped from the bomb bay of a Boeing B-29 Superfortress, accelerated quickly, and then glided to a landing. Jaeger was chosen to attempt to break the speed record after he graduated from Flight Performance School in Muroc, California. His first test launch of the X-1, which he dubbed Glamorous Glennis after his wife, was on August 29, 1947. On each subsequent test launch leading up to his first supersonic flight, he increased his speed. There were challenges. For instance, he lost control of the plane's elevator in one flight and had to cut the engines and dump the fuel. But on October 14th, the X-1 reached a speed of 700 miles per hour or 1,127 kilometers per hour. As he reached Mach 1.06, controllers on the ground heard the sonic boom. 
The plane traveled at supersonic speed for about 20 seconds before it decelerated, making Jaeger the first to travel faster than the speed of sound in level flight. On March 26, 1948, Jaeger reached Mach 1.45 in the X-1. Information about Jaeger's flights was classified and not revealed to the public until 1948. The series of X experimental projects, both crewed and uncrewed, continues today. The Bell X-1 that Jaeger flew is in the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Keep up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHC Podcast. Or if you are so inclined, you can send us a message at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again tomorrow with another episode. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.